welcome back welcome back to my podcast thank you for tuning in thank you thank you thank you i hope your day is going well and yeah i hope you're anticipating my first episode because i said yesterday that today is going to be the official launch of my new podcast series titled history today with onik which means i'm dropping my first episode today but before we get into that i want to say a happy independence day to my fellow nigerians i know like you like like you i also feel like there's not much to show for 61 years of being independent but happy independence day either ways to my baby girl i want to say happy birthday boo boo i wish you all of the best life has to offer now let's get into it the first bit of history today i'm gonna be giving you today is about alexander the great now i'm sure you guys have heard about alexander for those who haven't alexander the great is one of the greatest military commanders in history he was said to have been undefeated in battle in his lifetime and why he's popping up today is because on this day in 331 bc which by the way stands for before christ he defeated the powerful persian army with sorry persian empire with a small army now i know you're thinking uh so but he was only 24 at the time can you imagine like he was only 24 and this guy had been tutored by aristotle yeah the same one like the same aristotle well another thing is by 30 he had created one of the largest empires of the ancient world but he died of suspected food poisoning at the age of 32 sad half but yeah it is what it is on to the next one in 1908 Henry Ford's model T car was introduced to the public on the same like on that on the same October one. Now this was the car model that brought vehicle ownership to millions of people for the first time. There had been cars at the time, but this one was referred to as the car of the century because it was affordable, it was large enough to contain a family, and it was small enough to be maintained by a single individual, single person, individual. <laughs> Anyway, this car cost about $825, which was about four months' salary of a layman. It was produced with the masses in mind and they received it with enthusiasm. Now, this car was such a success that by 1918, half of all the cars in the US were Model T's. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? And to the next one, in 1968, a horror movie titled The Night of the Living Dead was premiered on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> now, this movie is popularly identified as the first modern zombie film. And one of the most amazing things about it, about it is that it was directed, photographed, and edited by George Romero. Yeah. He also co-wrote the story with his friend, John Russo. Another thing is... Majority of the cast and crew consisted of the friends, their relatives, amateur actors, and residents from the area. This movie was completed on a budget of $114,000. But following its premiere, it garnered $30 million, which is in fact more than 250 times than its budget. I mean, duh. Now, as a result of its explicit content of violence, murder, and bloodshed, I told you it was a zombie movie. 
yeah. The film attracted widespread controversy and negative reviews. But as a result of how impressive it was, it soon appeared on the list of the greatest films to be ever made. Now, this list also contains Titanic, Die Hard, Lord of the Rings, The Shawshank Redemption, among others. Now, a little advertisement I'm not getting paid for. Y'all should go and watch The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I said yo. Seriously, that movie, yeah, that movie was released in 1994 and it's like really good. It features Morgan, Morgan Freeman and it's, I don't know, that movie is like really good. <laughs> and to the next one. In 1975, the thriller in Manila fight happened on this day. Now, for lovers of boxing, I'm sure you've heard about this, but I'm going to get into it either way. The fight title was coined by Muhammad Ali himself, and it was between the match, the boxing match, was between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. It was their third and final match for the heavyweight championship of the world in the Philippines. Now, the fight lasted for 14 rounds under the weather that was about 125 degrees. That is intensely hot. Now, the fight is also referred to as a brutal beatdown because neither man fully recovered from it. Now, a little inside story. Both men were formidable fighters. I feel like, yeah, we already figured that out. But they were also friends. I mean, before all of this, they were friends, but soon they fell out because Joe Frazier kept insisting on calling Muhammad Ali Cassius Clay, which was in fact his real name. But the thing about it was, Muhammad Ali said this was a slave's name, so he didn't like the, ma- the name, and so that was why he changed it to Muhammad Ali. But then, I don't know, Joe just refused to change. Now, another thing um, Muhammad Ali accused Joe Frazier of was for never speaking about race issues. This made him refer to Joe Frazier as an uncle term. Now, an uncle term is a derogatory term for an extremely subservient person. <laughs> as in, I'm asking, sir. Yeah. He also referred to him as a pawn of white establishment. <laughs> all of these things, all these insults and campaigns against Joe Frazier put him in a really bad spot among the black people. And it was so bad that soon his children started getting bullied in school and his family started getting death threats. Now this was so bad that he had to get police protection. Fast forward to their fight. Their first fight, their first boxing match was in 1971 and Joe Frazier won the first match. This made him become the first boxer to ever beat Muhammad Ali. The second match was in 1974 and Ali won after 12 rounds. Now, note that in all this time, like in all this time from like, yeah, the from like when they fell out, like when I'm talking about this 1975, Ali did not stop insulting Joe Frazier. He did not stop calling him names, assassinating his character and, you know, just making a lot of campaigns against him and so this fueled the resentment the anger and the animosity between both men now on october 1 the day of this particular historic fight the resentment between both men must have surpassed the heat and i'll tell you why in the beginning like at the beginning of the fight ali dished out a number of verbal attacks at joe and even won in the first two rounds but by the fifth and the sixth rounds, Joe Frazier was obviously in the lead. 
Now, Ali, uh, Muhammad Ali had this technique or um, referred to as um, rope-a-dope, where he would lean on the on the ropes of the boxing ring. He would use that to relax for a while. And while his opponent hits and hits, like his, his opponent to see an opening and then hit him with all his energy and then Mohamed would just come back with full force after um, resting for a while. Now, he also tried out that technique in this fight, but it wasn't working for him. In fact, it was giving Joe Frazier the upper hand. Joe Frazier had shorter hands, he wasn't as tall, and it was easy for him to like dodge Mohamed, Mohamed Ali's blow. Now, it was so bad that by the night, by the end of the night round, a visibly tired Muhammad Ali went back to his corner and told his trainer that this was the closest he had ever been to dying. <laughs> now, uh, Jeffrey got bad advice from his trainer who told him to stand up straighter. That didn't work for him. And so, by the uh, time of the 11th round, Ali had gotten back in the league and had dished out a lot of blows to Jofrasia's head. Because of the hits, Jofrasia's corner was unable to maintain a functional ice bag for his eye. And so by the start of the 13th round, Jofrasia was a half-blind combatant. I don't even know why I'm smiling. Like, it's... Yeah, it's just exciting. <laughs> now, this, however, did not stop Joe Frazier from standing his ground or even from being angry. And I say that because during the 14th round, right, Joe Frazier showed a sign of weakness that Muhammad Ali took advantage of. And he landed 30 tremendous blows to Joe Frazier. Now, note that each one of these blows was, as, was hard enough to take down any boxer and yet even by the time his trainer that's um joe frazier's trainer was like okay you know what let's call up this fight joe frazier was still protesting i mean how angry are you man like he was still protesting i was like i need to get him boss and then his trainer seeing of course like yeah seeing that okay he would definitely not survive the 15th round told the referee to call the fight to an end now that made Joe, um, Ali Mohamed Ali the winner, right? And also he was pronounced as the world um, heavyweight champion. But like I said, neither man ever really like recovered from the effects of this fight. Now, further research showed that at the same time that um, Jofreja's uh, trainer was telling the referee to call off the match, Ali was also done, like he was also done done and tired of the match because at that time he was already calling on his people to also like cut off his gloves like i can't do this anymore like this got, they didn't answer him though and that's why um it was like the time uh between their quitting like how would i put it like joe frazier quit first right and so ali was pronounced winner yeah, that was intense. <laughs> On to the next one. In 1982, Marvin Gaye released his last album called Midnight Love. Now, this album contained his biggest single referred to as the sexual healing. Okay, sorry, I don't know why I went off. But you guys have heard the song Sexual Healing. Now, this song got, uh, this song won two Grammy Awards for Marvin Gaye. Now, Marvin Gaye was an uh, was a soul 
music singer he was uh, uh, a black american and even though uh, when he started uh, his solo recordings he didn't he wasn't really successful which made him like stick to songwriting for a while by the time he tried again in 1962 and he sang people like may wells diana ross like he came back with like full force like he was a force to be reckoned with and he was so like he made uh, he was so um, successful that by 1973 his song had been inducted into the grammy's hall of fame he was regarded it was regarded as a landmark in soul music okay sorry and the title of the song was let's get it on now midnight love this particular album i'm talking about was released after a difficult period following his divorce his addictions and tax evasions um at the time the world started to see that okay it seemed like marvin Gaye was ready to like come back out even though he was battling with so many things but then he died two years after and so yeah this was his last and final album if you've not heard sexual healing you need to go and hear it especially if you're a lover of romance and soul music <laughs> that is all for today i hope you guys enjoyed and i hope you guys are expectant of what i'm gonna bring tomorrow enjoy the rest of your day i really love you guys so much i don't know you but then i do love you for at least being here thank you so much for listening don't forget to tune in tomorrow remember to share with your friends and you can leave yeah your comments as voice messages i would love to hear those bye god bless you